So this is the talk that John Bordet from MHW gave at USA Trade Tasting in New York. The talk was about what it takes to build a big brand. He studied successful entrepreneurs that have made solid exits and that still exist, and those brands who have crossed almost 200,000 plus cases. After the survey, he discovered these five things that were key part of the growth. The first two were product creation and packaging, and the second was route to the market. In product creation, he says, these folks who have succeeded got top scores in these categories, and one of that is product creation and packaging. He also says it's important to constantly review yourself. Nothing kills a launch with poor packaging. The route to market, getting a wholesaler, is just the beginning. You gotta do the heavy lifting by putting your feet on the street. So we've taken these chops and hope you can look into this. So let's go to the talk which John gave. But I'm gonna give you the most important slide right now, especially folks who are new to the United States. When we wrapped up all those responses, they fell into these five categories and basically split evenly, but they all, each one of them touched on these things as being so important to their success. So much so that I would tell you uh, that if you can't score, if we want to use something rudimentary like A to D in terms of scoring, as you're introducing a brand or you're getting ready, you should have these five items at your fingertips and you should be scoring yourself on an ongoing basis, even if it's over a five or six year period. But I, I will tell you that from all the analysis I've done, that these folks that succeeded would have gotten a B plus or an A across the board on these five categories. Because if you get a C or a D in any one of them, it could be enough to effectively keep a potentially great brand from making it. Now, in some countries, in other places, in other markets, unlike the US, you can do very well with number one to the left, product creation and development, packaging and story, and maybe business planning and funding and so forth, and go into a market where they will receive your brand and take it and run with it and leave you just producing and sending it uh, to that country. The United States used to be that way many, many decades ago when, when I was starting out. Today, and we just heard about it a few minutes ago, you have to be so active in the United States. So again, these five areas, and now I'm going to show you, you know, we're going to delve into some of these in a moment, but make sure that you're scoring well on these and keep track of it. It's very good to self-review yourselves. And the other thing that's important is no one person can do them all. You'll see later in the presentation, these people have all utilized folks around them, people with skill sets that complement their own. Because again, it can be, as we talked about before, we heard, it's a daunting task. And so this is really the takeaway now. But I'll just jump into, let's say, product creation and just run through a few quotes from some of the folks. Here's Berta Gonzalez talking about the importance of the packaging, but you only get one shot to launch. And that's where she ends her sentence there, and you better do it with the right product. So that means making sure you've worked out any kinks before you get there. Um, Kevin, as, as I talked about earlier, about the way his product uh, sales jumped so quickly, up to 300,000, you know, he looks in the middle of this quote, you know, he talks about saving, you know, multi-million dollar advertising uh, budget. In lieu of that, he went the social media route, and he was able to convince consumers to talk to other consumers about 90 plus. Get into packaging, Steve Lutman at LeBlanc. Today, if you're going to be premium and you get that first shot in front of a, 
uh, a consumer, you better have the best package that you can actually put together. And, you know, things like customs bottles are almost a must, as he mentions. And Ken Austin always talks about, and you'll hear this, he's on television a lot these days and radio, uh, creating a consistently great product. I mean, quality has to be there, consistent, so suppliers, you've got to be all over your supply side there to make sure. And then from my own perspective, I will tell you in all my years, nothing kills uh, a launch. Um, if people are going to get involved with packaging, design, and liquid, do not err on the side of, let's say, conservatism or low cost. You have to go all out on it. I always tell people, you'll worry about getting your margins improved a little bit later after you get volume and so forth, but I've seen people come in, cut corners there, and then regretfully have to go back and spend a lot more money making a change they originally thought they wanted to do in the beginning but cut back because of cost. So again, I'm not a pro pro proponent of overspend, but in the beginning you definitely have to err on the side of getting your product to be uh, phenomenal on the launch. In terms of route to market, just some quick comments on here. You know, Felix Sancion talks about the importance of understanding your distributor network in different markets. You may be with a big player in one market, but you may have to avoid that big player in another market because of market conditions and where are you going to get time and attention. Um, David Campbell, very blunt here about the wholesale situation today. Getting a wholesaler is really just the beginning. Some people think it's the end game. Once you get it, if you don't do all the heavy lifting, it's not going to get done by the distributors. They've got way too many brands, and as he mentions in here, the, the typical salesman has 15 minutes on a sales call, and the odds of your brand being part of that sales call in the early days are slim. So again, it comes down, back to feet in the street. Later on, when your brand is hot, they'll do a great job with it. Uh, and then distribution channels from Jonathan Newman. He went an interesting route. He went, uh, his wine business has grown dramatically via direct-to-consumer systems. So you don't have to always go through the traditional systems that are out there. There are new innovative ways to reach the consumers today that didn't exist even as, uh, as soon as 10 years ago. And then again, you'll hear feet on the street, that expression, all the time. Any brand that comes into the United States, if a brand owner or a winery, distillery, brewery is not putting their people getting them actively involved, uh, it really, really hurts any chance. Uh, Tal Nadari is a huge believer. Everything he does is he takes one market and gets his learning out of the way um, and moves on from there. Then we get into quickly marketing and sales strategy. Okay. Um, in this particular case, Sencion, he was going after, he focuses only on his main competitor and, and, sh and, and ways to take share away. So he studies everything that they do and then he works uh, most of the time basically figuring out a way to get additional shelf space and get some of that business. Um, David warns, you know, about expansion too quickly. He's always been of the belief that you go into, you start out with two markets on a launch and don't make sure they're not the same type of market, like a New York and New Jersey. He talks about New York and Texas because you want to be able to address and approach different markets um, different ways. And then Kevin talks about you know, the advent of the internet has been huge for him, and he's mastered how to get to consumers, and there's a lot of people, consultants out there that can assist in that as well. And John Glover uh, is a big believer in those categories. Um, go to those categories only with growth. That's his position, but differentiate, obviously, yourself from the other leaders. Um, touching again on infrastructure, and this will be a common theme, 
probably the most, most important, uh, building a team of entrepreneurs, people that believe in the products. They may not be equity participants, but your job is to find people that bring the same heart and passion that you do. You'll see this common with all of them, brand culture and people are critical. Um, you know, they got to tell your story. And they're everybody from the office staff to the people in marketing and sales and then getting your relationships with distributors. Again, Felix echoes the same thing. I won't go through details in it. And then, you know, Ken ends with, you know, at the bottom sentence where he talks about working with people that you really enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy those folks, it can make them long days. But when you're working together and enjoying it, uh, really time goes by and, 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 you know, in a blink. And uh, you're winning with them, and, and they really appreciate that. Um, from a business planning standpoint, be patient. And this is probably uh, people that have been through this process, even in this room, will tell you that nothing in America happens overnight. Or if it did happen overnight, it's because somebody told you it did, but didn't tell you about the five or six years before it uh, where brands were starting out. So you've got to take your time with the brands, especially spirits. Uh, humility. There's a lot of relationship building in the early years. The first 12 to 24 months is brutal. It, it, it is relationship building and those five uh, areas that I spoke about before. Funding, uh, no question about it. If you're not adequately funded, it can be brutal. And uh, Newman talks about that, where, and especially in his capacity role at, at the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board, he's seen a tremendous amount of brands come in uh, that didn't have the funding. And business modeling, obviously, you have to have some finance people that are working those numbers, making sure that your cash flow projections uh, are in line, and sacrifice. Uh, Kevin talks about, and there's so many other quotes, as I said, these are, these are tips among the top ten from each of them, uh, and I'm just highlighting some, but he talked about, you know, trading out, make sure that your available funds are going behind the brand and not offices, executive salaries, or designer suits. Um, and as I said before, one of the biggest brand killers that I have seen in, in mine is where people come in and they're planning or they assume success in a very limited period of time with limited resources. And that is a recipe for disaster. And especially, too, if they're going out and they're, let's say, bringing money in from angel investors, private equity, friends, family, whatever it may be, and they've got to create a plan. I tell everyone, the first 12 to 24 months, you have to give yourself tremendous latitude and flexibility because the day you hand that to anyone, the next day there'll be deviations. And so you want a lot of cushion and room, and you don't want to have to be looking over your shoulder explaining why your, your variances are the way they are. What you need to do is spend most of your time focused on that first 12 to 24 on making your brand successful. So those are all part of those uh, areas I mentioned before that are going to be potentially uh, killers if not done right. So just summing up for a minute, a lot of similar answers when, I, when we did this review. Obviously, li superior liquid, unique packaging, distributor selection, all very important. But the more common are the ones on below. Building the industry and trade relationships in the United States is absolutely critical because you're doing, you're going to have to be actively engaged and doing the heavy lifting. Adequate funding is important. Doesn't mean you need millions of dollars, but for the model you create, the business plan you create, you've got to make sure you have enough to at least give yourself a fair shot. And if you, most of these things go in stages. You need a, enough money, let's say, to get you through 12 to 18 months, and then you have a plan in place to get the additional funding that you need, assuming you meet certain targets. If you don't meet all those targets, then you can scale back, but you still have to have a plan to get additional funding. 
realistic timeline, very, very critical. And then the most important by far is the people and the team. Okay, so anybody, the, the most creative brand folks that come into this marketplace are only as good as the people ultimately they surround themselves. But the biggest common denominator, at least among those nine people that I referenced before, is the passion, not just their own. I mean, these people, like so many of you here that are going to be uh, so successful in the United States, you live this thing every single day. Of you get up and you go to bed thinking about uh, your business, your brand, and your company. Um, but what these people, the, the, as I said, the common denominator is they've been able to get the people within the organization and oftentimes the distributor folks to really show some of that same passion and to go out to work every day uh, and look after a brand that they care so much about. 